welcome everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Mark Myers and Jenny Aquino. Tonight we'll be recapping Extra Life and giving a little behind the scenes on how it happens. And we'll be reviewing our retro roulette game, Castlevania, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing when you haven't been staying up for 24 hours straight? <laughs> uh, Jen, go ahead and start. Good question. So, obviously, Phasmo. Um, still having a lot of fun with that. No other changes have come around except for a few patches or, you know, fixes to little things. Um, but yeah, still still loving it. Looking forward to uh, Mark and I playing on stream one day coming soon. Because yeah. that was one of our extra life achievements. So uh, I know we're both equally as excited for that. My computer asked me three times, are you sure you want to install this? <laughs> but are you sure, though? Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you're sure? <laughs> um, aside from Phasmo, I played Ghost Hunters Corp a little bit. Uh, I have not played it since they came out with the newest update, though. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that's about. Um, and then I've been playing more Mist. I got back into Mist. Um, they... Brought it to the Steam store a little while ago, and I booted it up, and it's beautiful as always. But they actually have a randomizer option now, which I really appreciate. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So, m like, the the puzzles in the very beginning where you get to the different worlds, or whatever you call them, um, those are the same. But then once you get, like, to, like, say, the stone ship or something, the uh, the actual puzzle that you have to do to complete that level is different it's it's randomized so it puts a little bit of mystery back into mist you know so That's i can good, appreciate that i'm, I'm ah. sure you played that game eight million times yes i get it now <laughs> um so unfortunately though i played through the stone ship level and it took me a while because i actually forgot that i had selected randomizer when I first booted it up, it up. <laughs> so I was in, I was at the stone ship and I like flew through it. Cause that's always the first one that I do. And then I'm, I'm at the final part where you just have to pick the right part of the ship wheel in the bottom level to, you know, finish. And it's wrong. And it keeps resetting the power on this little Island. And I keep having to go back and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, what is going on with this game? Why isn't it working? And then I realized it's a randomizer. I'm like, Oh my God, you're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not the same answer so then it was you know really easy to finish that and then i think i was so excited to be finished with it that i went to close the game and i forgot that you have to hit save because it doesn't auto save oh old games and um now i'm gonna start from scratch again with the <laughs> randomizer <laughs> but it's still fun it's just unfortunate that that happened um but yeah, that's that's been going good. Um, and then I've been playing a little game called Inscription that yeah. you guys listening were uh, tuned in for the last podcast. Mark had recommended it. And then I had actually remembered that one of my streamer friends had also played it. And I watched a little bit of gameplay on it and it looked really fun. So I got to say, this game is awesome. I already have 11 hours into it and I'm apparently not very far into it progression wise. Um it's very difficult. I actually usually do not like games where you have a very limited amount of lives where you have to start over from the beginning. But this one's different. It's still a lot of fun. The puzzles are great. It's It's got this creepy vibe to it, but it's not scary. So, Tom, I think you would actually like it. Okay. Um, and it's got a very old school look to it, like kind of pixely look to it, which is kind of cool, too. Oh, like um, that. Yeah. And uh, the music's really good. It's a card game. So, you know, there's a lot of strategy involved. 
You could be dealt a really shitty hand, like I've been dealt a bunch of times, or really great hand. Um, and you get to pick up items that can help you in the game. So it's it's a lot of fun. Um, the furthest I've gotten so far is the third level of the map. I don't know if they're called chapters or maps or or whatnot, but I've died a few times, so I had to start back from the beginning, which stinks. But um, it's a lot of fun. I I think anyone that enjoys strategy card games, like similar to Gwent, it's not in any way similar to Gwent. But um, if you like Gwent, I would recommend giving it a shot or any any kind of card game, really. I think this is a, a really fun game so far. Oh. Yeah. And then obviously playing a Halo Infinite with you guys. It takes two with Mark and uh, Castlevania, which we'll talk about later. I can't wait. Yeah. So, so can I. <laughs> uh, Mark, how about you? Yeah. So, um, uh, as Jen mentioned, point it takes two. I only mentioned that first because if you're watching our stream on Thursday, my uh, computer crashed in the middle of it <laughs> and apparently either corrupted or deleted my save. So, um, I have all the achievements unlocked that we got so far, but um, I don't know if Jen can see it, but on my screen, I don't see any of the uh, mini games unlocked. Mm, um, yeah, they're unlocked for me, luckily. But, and you can see the the scores. Okay, so yeah. they're still I mean, proof. I've beat you in all of them, and now you have no proof otherwise. <laughs> That's true. 100% except, for the, true. except for the YouTube well, videos that exist. Except for the YouTube videos, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Um <laughs> Yeah, so that was a weird experience. Um, mm. I think that's the first time I ever had it without like the game going, hey, uh, so your save's corrupted. Uh, we're going to restart from the beginning. Um, it Literally, mm. I reopened the game after having to reboot from the, uh, the crash. And I opened it, and it started me with the opening menu. Like, How, do you want subtitles? And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then it popped in, and it was like, do you want to start a new game? And I'm like, Jen... <laughs> are you still in the game <laughs> yeah that would have been yeah like, we think we're nearing the end so that would have been yeah. catastrophic <laughs> yeah that would have been good we would have been starting our co-op oh stream Tom. yeah i would have just given up early. on it <laughs> yeah so anyway that was the fun thing that just happened um on thursday but um the main things i'm playing um i'll start with the stuff i haven't talked about um i played through the tutorial of age of the empires 4 um and it's Age of the Empires. The only thing that I I enjoy um, so far through through the tutorial and the first little bit they have you do is that the battles um, it, there's a little more strategy to them. Like you, if you get if you get a long bowsman or anybody with a range attack, and you find a hill or a cliff and put them up there, they have like tactical advantage as you yep. would. They have the high ground, Mark. They have the high ground. I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so they're they're up there, and you know, um, uh, and then you can, um, you know, uh, they do the whole more emphasis on the sort of circle wheel thing of this weapon kills this weapon, and that what you know, um, sort of thing. So, looks like the battles are a lot more strategy than just building as much of the. Uh, high-rated uh, soldiers as you can and just bum-rushing. Um, uh, there seems to be a lot more ability to defend. Uh, so that's nice for the turtlers. Um, uh, yeah, so that was fun. I uh, started Forza, um, and I was able to get my license plate to be 42069, so I'm happy. Congratulations. Um, yes, thank you. Um, the I picked the Bronco um, to start out with. The only thing I noticed is that with the Bronco... Um, 
you can't cheese the drifting points um, because Broncos don't drift well. Um, or will drive, so then yeah. they automa- are automatically at a disadvantage. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'll have to switch cars next time I open up. Um, because I had seen, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Gersman and Giant Bomb and all play, and he just sort of gets the car, and as he's driving to his next location, he's just constantly drifting and just having the, the meter spin up um, and just, like, getting skill point after skill point after skill point. Um, so I was trying to do that, but Bronco's not good with it. Um, the game is gorgeous, by the way. Um, yes, it is. It looks really good. Uh, I haven't gotten too far um, into it, but um, it definitely gives me a little bit of that Burnout Paradise feel to it. Um, it's not going to be as crazy because um, I assume there's not like all kinds of jumps all over the place to hit billboards and stuff like that. Well, there um, are plenty of jumps, Mark. Yeah, but not to go through a billboard. No, but <laughs> the, you, ju- you you can jump like 2,000 feet. Yeah, yeah, that, that stuff's great. Um, um, the only thing is that I don't, the cars don't damage well, or I guess burnout always has that weird thing where you end up with like one door missing, um, well, by it, the end of it. <laughs> they, they don't go that far, but they, you, you can very seriously damage your car. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing I like about burnout is, is, is the, uh, the damage to the cars. Um, because by the end of takedown, you're like, how is my vehicle moving? Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to keep playing that. Um, and it's definitely a game I'll keep jumping into. Um, and the uh, on um, our extra live stream, we finished the FMV game Bloodshore, which is really good um, for those type of games. Um, by the way, I finally got it to where it didn't crash at the end. So um, we had seen about 56 scenes of 242 or something like that wow. in the game. So <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't know where all those scenes come from. Um, I'm assuming there's like 20 of them that if we take the, um, Tish path instead of the Gav path, um, that add up, but I don't know where like a hundred of those scenes come from. And you mean by that, you mean that it's not like we missed that many. It's that there's that many options. There's that many in the game. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is, is there a way to save the partner, either whether it be Gav or Tish at all? Um... Have you have you seen someone save them? I guess I should say. I let me see. I haven't seen anything with Gav. I did make a couple of different choices um, with um, in regards to Tish. Um, I have not seen her be saved, um, so I don't know if you romance her completely. Um, if she ends up, you know, you can save her at the end. Um, but both times that I've seen like what we did and what I've seen other people did and the alternate choice I made when I had to replay that section, um, ends with that. Um, I think, I don't know if there is, I think a lot of the things would be like, uh, there's a trophy that I found that's like, uh, screw your mission, play to win. (laughs) Um, which I'm assuming means you just kill everyone Mm -hmm. at any opportunity. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so that game's fun. The, the, the FMV games are pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I like this version more after playing through it um, than Contradiction. Contradiction's funnier just because of the actor that plays Jenks, the <laughs> detective. Um, that's why it's fun. But Jonathan made a great point on Extra Life that, um, you know, those not figuring out, not knowing what to do and just sort of hunting around and doing everything until something clicks. Mm-hmm. Um, does get frustrating. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, this um, game is a little more straightforward. 
Um, I do like that. I don't think your character can die until probably the end um, because they do that rewind thing if you make the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So put your thumbs up if you like uh, choice based FMV games. But the thing I've been playing the most um, is uh, I've been playing Call of Duty like yeah. a lot. So, um, I Mark, am le- did you go buy like bro sunglasses and a thir- a twenty four pack of Monster this weekend? No, no, they just magically appear, Tom. I don't have to go buy them. <laughs> Tom, that's all you got to do is play Call of Duty more. You can get all yeah. the monster you want. Exactly, I would love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm level thirty two, you know, and um, I'm like experimenting with guns, like things I've never done in a multiplayer game before, online shooter. Um, I'm now down to, I'm using submachine guns instead of assault rifles, um, and having a lot more success with that. Mark, you should totally join the LMG crew. Um, I do a lot more of my killing up close, so. Yeah, that's why an LMG would be good. Uh, It's way less bullets that you need. Yeah, well, well, yeah, power-wise, but speed-wise, I think the SMGs are, are quicker. It's, I'm, I'm finding my play style. Um, so, I'm enjoying that, the... The only thing I still hate is the um, end of the match M- MVP things. I think they should just eliminate it. It's real dumb. I don't know why they do it. It makes the end of the game take like an extra minute or two. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to tell you this, Mark, but it's hiding a loading screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would that's, rather have the loading that's, screen. That's all it's doing is hiding a loading screen. It and just, it's also giving people bragging rights, too. There's that, yeah. I. I think it's more because I would rather have the loading screen to be able because you don't have enough time to like go through the scoreboard with the way they do it. Um, you know, and there's no like um, I think Halo does this or some or may, uh, no Modern Warfare did it is when you get to the scoreboard, you can manually exit like you can read the scoreboard for as long as you want and then go back to the lobby. Yeah. You know, but here it automatically sends you to the lobby once the time's up. Okay. So. That's the one, like, if they eliminate the MVP thing and keep the loading screen, but let me stay on the scoreboard thing more, I would like it better. Um, but you get 25 extra XP um, per voting in the MVP thing, so. Have you yeah. have you been MVP yet? I've been nominated at least a half dozen times. Um, well, I'm for good things. Like, I had the most headshots in one, and the most, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, captures in, um, in... The, uh, the domination, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I've had it, but the last one I just got because I was playing uh, before the podcast um, was I got it for being near the end, near my friends the most amount of time in the match. That's a, that's a weird one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's a weird. That's the, I saw. Yeah, I saw when you were playing. There was one like spent most time near the enemy. Like that's a very yeah. weird yeah. thing to like. Yeah, and that, that's people. another that's, thing. It's that's, just that's a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. But besides that, um, I I will say I've only really ever dove in a little bit into mo- the new Modern Warfare's multiplayer, like, deeply. So me coming into Vanguard going, oh, I'm having a lot of fun, it, you know, I like the blitz pacing where it throws a lot of people on a map and it makes it a little chaotic um, and allows me to not constantly getting sniped, you know, um, because you can't snipe when there's more people than should be on the map, Um I know you, you can, but it's just awful. Yeah, and you, you'll get killed immediately because you'll be trying to snipe people and there's like 13 other people on the map, <laughs> you know, that can sneak up behind you. Um, yeah, the, the, the best is there's this r- really tiny house, a uh, DOS house. I don't know if you saw the one that I did. And they throw 16 people in there and it's like eight That's on eight crazy. and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, the blitz pacing, that stuff I like a lot. I just leave it on blitz, um, you know, just because I like the chaos. Um, but I know a lot of people have been like disappointed with this Call of Duty. Um, I will report that the campaign's not great. Um, I kind of wish there was more Laura Bailey in it. Um, or you just you just want the voice actors you know. That's all. No, no, no. <laughs> Her character is the only one that had any story. And I, I, I don't know if you've played a Call of Duty yeah. uh, campaign lately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're lucky. If you, you're, you're lucky if you get one person that has a story. Like yeah, Modern but, Warfare, but, Modern Warfare Three. I can't. I couldn't even tell you. I know yeah. that it's like you and your brother and your dad, and that's yeah. that's all I remember. And your dog. That's yeah. that's, that's the the whole that's the story. Your house got bombed, so you have to go fight everybody. That's yeah, Modern Warfare Three story. And maybe it's just also I like the conflict because I've seen enough stories of Brits and Americans versus Nazis, but she plays a Soviet. And just the the different way of coming about that conflict was new. And maybe that's why I enjoyed her piece a lot more. And plus, she's fantastic um, as a voice actress. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, they the, the campaign's very, very nondescript. Um, uh, it's real short. It's like eight or nine missions. Um, they deal with a lot of flashback. Um, I, I don't care about spoiling a Call of Duty, the, the lowest selling Call of Duty since Ghost, apparently, I saw. Oof, that's um, not good, because Ghost <laughs> is terrible. Ghost yeah. is so bad. Um, you, you get to burn a Nazi at the end, so thumbs up for that. Um, like, literally, uh, the Laura Bailey's character stabs the gasoline tank, it pours on him, your Aussie guy tosses you a lighter, you light it, and you throw it on the Nazi. Um. And I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. I thought they, the way the story was going, I thought they were going to let him go and there was going to be some kind of commentary. I was like, Call of Duty wouldn't make a commentary on how Nazis were able to integrate into society, you know, afterwards. Um, you know, gave up for, for a Nazi getting burned alive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and to answer your question you had for me, I believe it was last week, Tom. Um, they do have swastikas in the game. Okay. Um, it's just in multiplayer that they don't exist. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, so it makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, the I, I, I'm enjoying um starting to get favorite maps and getting maps that pop up and go, fuck this map. Um, you know, <laughs> so, at so you're a true player now. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you hear me on extra like hear me complain about the map sub pens, I hate sub pens. Um <laughs> it it's as it says, it's a submarine pen and it's too wide open. Um for the amount of players um, you have in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, I know it's probably not going to be the one critically received or maybe even the hardcore players really love, but I'm enjoying that I'm getting into a, um, a multiplayer shooter. Um, the only thing that's slightly disgusting about it is all the things going on with the company that <laughs> makes the game. Um, little things, Mark, little yeah. things. But um, yeah, yeah, so... Um, I don't know what else did, did I play anything else? I just want to not leave on that dour note. Um, I'm gonna take a real quick look. I'll end on a, a up higher up down note though. Oh, I liked I liked Halo. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Mark liked Halo because it's more like Call of Duty. Exactly. There I can is. aim down sights like <laughs> it's like a Call of Duty thing. Yeah. So 
it, it was really funny to try to watch Mark play Halo for the first time after he's been playing, playing Call of Duty, like the original Halo and Halo <laughs> 2 and 3, because he would constantly just throw grenades because the grenade button is aim down sights in every <laughs> modern shooter. <laughs> so you just see a grenade come out of nowhere and you're like, oh, Mark, Mark forgot which button it was again. Mark's yeah. over there. <laughs> but yeah, so I have not been playing a whole lot because I hosted Extra Life. So I've been recovering from Extra Life and preparing for Extra Life all at the same time. So it's really been Forza Horizon 5. I mean, I I don't want to spoil anything that's happening at the end of the year, but it may be somebody's game of the year. Let's just put it out there. Shock. And this this is going against a Final Fantasy VII game. But man, I, I mean, it's so easy to get in and play. And it's it's so addicting. The, it's, I don't know why it's the same stuff as it's always been it's just it just plays so well and it looks so good and for once they have like decent well I mean not for once but they have good music they always have choices in music which is the big thing is that you, you have different radio stations as like GTA with radio stations so you don't always have to listen to the same thing over and over and over which is nice yeah, yeah and the one thing I'll jump in for that I just found out about I don't know if you know um if you mute, you can mute the music in the game and still have Spotify running in the background if you don't like the music in the game. Yes, you can do that. You can also put it on streamer mode, which gives you um, not copywritten stuff. So yeah. you'll still get music, but it won't be copywritten stuff. And I believe that there's more of the non-copywritten stuff. Uh, oh, you mean it wouldn't be like Life is Strange, um, where you put it on, it mutes the music, but they still play the air guitar and all? to like silence for three minutes <laughs> no <laughs> no but like i said there's just so much to do and it's not overwhelming it's not it's not like assassin's creed where you go into like after the first mission and 600 things pop up on your map and you're like what am i supposed to do there's way too much to do it's it's there's a lot of stuff on the map but you don't have to do anything you don't want to do it's the best part in assassin's creed i feel like i have to do everything like i have to do every single mission or else I I don't get the full experience. It's not that way with Forza. You can choose to play it however you want, and like you can you can not do races at all. You can just do all the side stuff. You can go and and find all the all the roads. There's almost 600 roads you can drive on. You can go do uh, the danger signs where you go jump off the giant jumps and jump for like 2,000 feet. You can go do the speed cameras. You can go do street racing. You can race head-to-head against the drive guitar. Or if you're online, you can go head-to-head against somebody that's really playing. So it's you can do anything. It, it's the best RPG I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> because you can also level your cars up, which is, I mean, it's it's an RPG with cars, let's be honest. It sounds like your perfect game. It really is. And <laughs> you need to play it, Jen. I know. I can't wait to play it. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I think it could make for a fun stream just because, like I said, you don't have to actually do races. You can do whatever you want. And there's all kinds of stuff to do. And I I remember when Forza Horizon 2 came out, my brother and I and a, a couple other people would just, we'd literally just drive around and just do whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's more of that and and I like it, even if like we went back through the quote unquote story to unlock stuff like that's that's great too like for like for you guys to go through it I would be happy to go through it again because it's it's just a lot of fun the stuff that you do throughout the game is not ra- all racing re- related it's 
like there's barn finds where you can the, somebody goes oh there's a rumor of a car out in this area go out and search that area and see if you can find this really old car and we'll restore it and that's that's one of my favorite things like as soon as one nice. of those pops up i want to go do that because i want to like see a little side up. quest kind of thing exactly that's cool but yeah it's uh it's addicting like every every time i go i could play something i i'm gonna play forza like i should be playing death loop let's be honest but <laughs> i i don't care i want to play forza speaking oh, of good. speaking of death loop and the playstation uh, i want to i want to vent about auto renewals real quick uh so i've been waiting and waiting for so ps plus to go on sale it went on sale today guess what auto renewed today ps plus That's oh right. no so instead of paying $40 for the one that they literally just said went on sale today, I paid 60 without realizing that it was happening. Can you contact them and and like that's kind of bullshit. I probably could, but is it worth the $20 of my time? I don't I mean, I don't know what like I I don't want to sit on hold and talk to somebody for an hour when I could be mm-hmm. doing something else. like I, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I think it would be worth it cuz $20 is that's a lot. I mean, I can try. Yeah, I I doubt it's going to happen, but it it was just like, oh man, really? Like I looked at my phone, it was like, oh, you have a a receipt from Sony PlayStation. I was like, I didn't buy anything. Oh, my auto renewal came up. (laughs) That sucks. But yeah, I'm I'm doing the same thing for Game Pass because I'm usually they go on sale for like twenty five to thirty five dollars around now for like three it's like three months of Game Pass. So I usually buy two or or three of those around now. So I don't have to worry about it in six months when it's not on sale, but I'll have to make sure I'm paying attention this time because God, it's, it's like the worst feeling. It's like buying something full price and going back to the store the next day. And it's like 25% off. Like why? Usually if you're close enough, they'll give you the deal, but I don't know. Honestly, I feel like if it ever goes on sale from Sony, which it did, they should just if your auto renewal happens, then they should give you that price. No, but that's just me. They yeah, would never do that because people yeah. like me don't check, and and they're betting on people like you not complaining about it. Right. But I'm now that Jen said that I pro I'll probably see what if I can get them to do something. <laughs> uh oh, kids, pay attention to your uh, your auto renewals. Yes. <laughs> it, it'll just make your life easier. All right, uh, that's pretty much it for me. I have. I, besides Halo Infinite, which I'm really enjoying, uh, which I was, I was worried. I, I was worried that I was going to hate the way um, the multiplayer worked right now because in the past I've hated like any other mode besides Slayer and SWAT. But I had a lot of fun playing Oddball. I was very, very uh, surprised by that. I still hate One Flag. One Flag is the worst. One, <laughs> yeah. one Flag CTF is the worst. But um, the other capture the flag mode they had was pretty fun, but I was surprised that Oddball was as good as it was. Yeah, and then so. we got some Slayer in there too, which I'm surprised we didn't get any SWAT. I wonder if SWAT is not available yet. I don't know that it is because even if you do a custom game, I don't remember seeing SWAT as an option. Uh, my my slight vent here about um, the things I've been reading about Halo, um, despite it being good playing, is I don't like the progression system at all. Well, um, that's that's been the thing. Yeah, is that it's all you know, um, challenge based. 
You guys uh, just hit my first news topic on the head. Okay. <laughs> it well, was the most get, perfect segment we could have had. Let's go right into it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to do my initial thoughts on Halo Infinite, and then we had a reported delay. So you guys just segued right on into it. Um, so as we were just saying, we started playing Infinite. And this is going to be my personal opinion first, then you guys can jump in more. I think similarly to many others, I am very disappointed that there's not currently a Slayers only or SWAT only playlist, as we just mentioned. Um, but that being said, this is a beta currently, technically. So it makes sense that the devs probably are trying to collect feedback from players on all of the game modes. And it probably would be weighed more towards Slayers or SWAT. So um, I'm sure that's why they're not allowing people to pick and choose unless they're playing in a custom game. I'll, I'll be honest, the people I've seen playing online are very into Capture the Flag. Yeah. So, well, so when I was playing by myself, I got stuck on teams where absolutely no one seemed to know how to play Capture the Flag, how to play Oddball, how to play Dominion. It was like, I know that's what happens when you play an online multiplayer game by yourself a lot of times, but I had lost faith in all of humanity. And then when I was playing with you guys and we had... um at one point when you jumped off mark we had i think we had a random person on our team and maybe two at one point and it was fine it was okay i mean they weren't great but it wasn't like it was when i was playing by myself so well i that, don't know that's also a thing with especially with like uh game types like capture the flag and oddball you mm -hmm. kind of need to have people talking to each other which is why halo generally has a really good um multiplayer chat for your own team at least um and i feel like destiny is another one that's that way but if you don't like me i don't like doing that which is why i play slayer i don't like having yeah. a, a mic on and talking to people so i just play slayer and don't worry about that stuff but when we when we have four players on our team talking to each other playing capture the flag or playing oddball it's yeah. a lot better it definitely is um which is why i think it was okay when we were playing those things but I would really love a Slayer playlist or a SWAT playlist or something. Something where mm -hmm. you, I don't have to worry about playing oddball by myself because it's annoying. Yeah. They, they have, I mean, it just, I can't imagine them not coming out with Slay at the very least Slayers, Slayers only. But, um, I mean, they should do SWAT as well. Slayer and SWAT are like the two most popular, in my opinion, anyway. I'm pretty sure they're the two most popular game modes, but, um, I'm hoping that once the campaign drops in on the 8th of December, that those options will be available. Um, I, would, I would imagine. I can't yeah. imagine. I, I can't imagine them going, oh, yeah, we're not going to. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be great if they announce that they're not doing that. Um, they're, they're already backtracking on stuff. I don't know. Yes. You, yeah. Yep. That's that's the next thing I was going to mention. Um, and Mark, I'm glad that you also agree because I feel the same way by after playing by myself and then with you guys as well. The progression is really slow. And I also did the battle pass and it's just like, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, so I was reading around to, to get other people's opinions on this. And um, 343 has already announced that they are making several changes to the battle pass because players are just not gaining experience consistently and it's really frustrating people. So they added play one game type challenges because currently player like, well, not currently cause it's live now, but um, initially players weren't able to gain experience at all after every match just for playing, even if it was a little bit. 
Instead, it was only rewarding experience when you did specific challenges. And then from those challenges, some of them were really overly difficult and kind of obscure. So I know they took a lot of the feedback that they've been hearing from the player community already. Um, and they're also doubling the duration of uh, the double XP boosts. They're going to make it up to an hour instead of 30 minutes. Um, and these changes did go live. So if you got the battle pass, your progress has been reset, but they're making it up to people by um, they're giving away. I forget what it is. I don't know if it's a helmet. There's something in there like the big prize. They're they're like retroactively giving it to people who downloaded the game from this date to this date to kind of make up for any lost progress, basically. It's a visor. Okay. It's like a yeah, it's an epic visor or something. Gotcha. That's kind of why I did the battle pass too, because I'm like, maybe there's gonna be some kind of cool incentive, you know, rare stuff for the, you know, people who downloaded and played the game in the very beginning. Yeah. So two things. Uh, I'm gonna go off topic after my first thing. Um, I may have zoned out a little bit, but uh, is it still, do you still generate XP by finishing challenges or do you get XP for just being in matches now? It's going to be both. So they're okay. putting in play one game type challenges, like play a game of oddball, play a game of capture the flag, but then they're also going to be giving you experience for doing certain, you know, more specific challenges. And they've taken out the really difficult ones that people have been saying are, are, you know, Possibly. too much. It's yeah. It's a step in the right direction, but still not yeah. great. And um, it also gives me hope that they're going to add Slayer and SWAT because they're listening to people. So we can only hope. Uh, I think it also helps that they're still in beta technically. Yes. And then, yeah. because it's free to play, it's not like, oh, people paid X amount of dollars for this. So they're going to freak out. Mm. Luckily, yeah. it's not that way at the moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah, at least so, not yet. Yeah. And uh, my off topic, second thing. Um, should have mentioned this in my Call of Duty Vanguard section. Um, unless if you play Warzone, don't buy the Battle Pass. <laughs> Word of advice from, from your good friend Mark. Did did <laughs> our good friend Mark buy the Battle Pass? He's taking the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I see. The uh, the Battle Pass only unlocks things in Warzone. Oh, Warzone's and, calling you back. I, and, did I, I didn't tell you guys I uninstalled Warzone. Uh-oh. I... I I had had enough. <laughs> yeah, I did no. as well because I like the regular multiplayer better anyway. I but like yeah. having space on my hard drive. Yeah, that's, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the yeah yeah the I hope Call of Duty yeah, well I Halos is going to be for infinite only but for some reason Call of Duty which I completely understand and plus we all know Activision um, at the higher up level and all that are scumbags so they could very well have wanted this. Um, they would like you to just have Call of Duty on your system. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's practically to that point. Because they, I showed Tom the open screen, and it has all four Call of Duties that have come out since Modern Warfare. Mm -hmm. So it has Vanguard, Warzone, Cold War Black Ops, and Modern Warfare. And if you have them all installed in your computer, you can launch them from any one of the games. Um, so they want you to just have a Call of Duty machine. Um, so, yeah, so the... Uh, Thankfully, the Battle Pass is only like 20 bucks, so it's not like I was a full-price game and I'm out of it, mm -hmm. you know, money-wise. So, um, But they were trying to make it up to people. Like, this weekend, I've been playing, and it's, normally they do, like, double XP, like, one thing they'll give you for a weekend. Like, hey, double weapon SP for every match, you know, for the weekend. Like, anything you can get XP on, and it's probably because people aren't playing it, too, um, 
it's all things across the board. Um, anything you can get XP for is double XP um, this weekend. So I'm hoping that called uh, Jesus Halo doesn't have to do that mm-hmm. um, going forward. Uh, but I still believe there should be a happy medium between the Call of Duty that you get points just for killing, like in the match, for doing things in the match, and it all adds up at the end, and the challenge system that Halo is trying to do. Yeah. Um, because you run into the problem. Now I'm turning this tangent back into Halo. Yeah. Um, you run. You run into the problem that people just go in because I don't know. It, it maybe it was in that story. Maybe maybe they haven't said anything. There's no penalty for just quitting. There's not, not right yet. now. No, nope. not at the moment. So there's nothing stopping people from going in, hitting a bunch of those challenges, and getting out yeah. of the game. And then you, and then it makes it not fun for the other people staying behind or really fun if you're a group of four and two of the four guys <laughs> on the other team quit. Right. Um, but yeah, that that's the one thing they have to fix. Um, they, they need to do it like, um, like other, like I've seen apex do, which is probably the best example um, that you don't get it unless if you finish the match, you know, yeah, you I mean, have to finish the match. That's the way halo has worked in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine something will be happening similarly. Yeah. That's, if they're going to insist on having challenges, they're going to have to put that in or it's especially with it being on game pass and so many people on there, it's going to turn into not fun. Well, well it's oh, free. Yeah. It's free to play. Anybody right. can play it right now. No, that's what I mean. Like, um, like it's going to be even worse because it's free to play. Exactly. Cause you have so many more people that have access to it. Yeah. yeah I, I, I understand. I, I just think, you know, they they have to. W- I think they need to wait until um, the once people have to start paying for the real game. Mm-hmm. Well, then we'll see what happens. But right now, I don't know that they could get away with doing the oh, if you you quit, you, you don't get any XP because it's still in beta. But once it once it opens up to everybody, then or yeah. once it's what I'm trying to say is once it is a part of a thing that you have to purchase, then it'll be different. Yeah. Once it goes one yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was the only frustration I had from the little bit of Halo. I is just um, maybe it's the uh, the dopamine um, in my brain that just yeah. likes to see numbers go up. Yep, that's yeah. it. And when and when, <laughs> and when and when you play hate this Halo, the the, you know, the couple of matches I've gotten and finished, the bar doesn't go up much. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that I feel like a lot of people would feel that way. You know, you yeah. want to know that you're in progress and feel yeah. like you put a good working towards yeah, I was listening to a GameSpot podcast and uh one of the guys went on stream as part of GameStop for like four hours to like day at a game hey you know we're showing off the game he played for four hours and he was still level one gee yeah that's no good that's <laughs> yeah. insane that's no good wow. because he you know because at the time because he got it the day it dropped you know yeah. And went on, so he didn't realize that the only way to progress before this thing you just mentioned, Jen, mm-hmm. was to finish challenges. He didn't know that. Wow. You know, they don't make that obvious to you. So he played for four hours and was still level one because he wasn't doing, you know, yeah, specific things in in the maps. That's so, wild. Yeah, I think that's our good vent on Halo. I think I'll say this: I think it's going. It could have, has a chance to be the best Halo in terms of multiplayer. Wow, because. With it, with the how these systems run, the Series S, X, and you know it on PC now, with the way PC things can run, I think it it'll take away any of the uh, issues that occurred from it being a console 
you know, game um, and the Master Chief Collection stuff and all that. I think having the time to, you know, learn from everything they've done. Um, I think the multiplayer is going to be fantastic just from the little bit I played and, you know, from someone that didn't really like many of the things in the Master Chief Collection. Um, um, I've, I really liked what we played and loved the way it looked. Um, yeah, it looks great. Their main thing is going to be is, are they going to be able to make a campaign that people will want to play co-op? Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, because, I don't know. I don't know that that matters. Well, no, I, because then because if you're leaving the multiplayer free. I don't think like you know I, I Halo has never been something I want I wanted to load up and go yeah I want to play this co-op with somebody I like yeah. especially like Reach which was the most like lonely one where you're they set you up to be by yourself it's not yeah. designed to be played uh, with anybody yeah. else so I don't know I I maybe I'm just weird but playing first person shooter um, campaigns I generally want to play by myself yeah. I'm just, it's just the thing is that the campaign and all that stuff is what people are going to have to purchase. So you want to make it be as good as possible for people to want to purchase it. Well, yeah, but for the other stuff, they're going to make, they're going to make you buy, um, the battle pass and buy stuff to make your, your, your starting purple. You know, (laughs) that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because it's the first time they're trying this, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with Halo specifically. Um, so it'll be fun because there are a lot of people that will defend every one of the campaigns of all five games. You know, it's not I, like I'll Call of the, Duty. I'll be the first one to tell you that Halo 4 and 5, not great. Yeah. <laughs> like, there'll be people that will defend all five while I think a lot of Call of Duty people like, God, you know, campaign, whatever, you know. Well, most, um, like, if you ask most people who play Call of Duty, they don't even know, like, they don't know that yeah. the campaign exists. Like that's why Black Ops Three launched without, without a campaign. Yeah, there was none. Yeah, and yeah, three four three has the. This is their third shot at making a Halo campaign after all the Bungie ones are so revered. You know, um, this, this is their this is their last shot. Yeah, they have to hit it because I don't know if Microsoft's going to. I guess money wise they could, but I don't know if they're going to pivot Halo to be more like Call of Duty in the sense of being. Everybody just comes for the multiplayer. You know, I think Halo has a history of having a campaign that's worth giving a shit about. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. It, it, yeah. it, it's tough because I grew up with Halo and Halo 1, 2, and 3 campaigns. I can still, like, play them in my head and know, know where mm-hmm. things are. Halo 4 and 5, I, could, I couldn't even tell you what happened. Yeah. I yeah. beat them. I have yeah. no clue what, what, what happened in those games, so... And- and from the what I've been hearing from the previews um, from people, um, it seems like they're getting this right because they're focusing more on Master Chief than you know how the I think it was the fifth one had that group of people chasing Master Chief. Yeah, that was the problem is that yeah you didn't play enough as Chief. So. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like they're fixing that in this, but I, I think I think this might be the first time where we can document specifically that delaying something may have been you know the best thing for the game rather than doing the thing the corporate would want to do which is have a halo at console launch yeah right you know so we'll see if they if they hit it out of the park with both parts of the game yeah and that actually is the last thing that i was going to mention on this topic was that they did actually announce that the co-op campaign mode is delayed 
Yeah. Um, it was going to launch sometime in March next year, but they delayed it to at least May of 2022. They said that's the earliest. Yeah. Um, and they're saying it's playable, but we want to perfect it and make it a great stable gaming experience. And I could respect that. So yeah. we'll wait. We'll see. Yeah. And they also extended the first season of the Battle Pass and stuff for mm-hmm. like six months, which is ridiculous. <laughs> right. So, yeah, um, I'm excited to see, like you were saying, I'm excited to see what the campaign's like. Um, yeah. And just, you know, get out of beta and get SWAT and Slayer, <laughs> hopefully, and have, you know, a bunch of fun on Wednesdays with you guys. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to make you allowed to choose like you could in Master Chief. But like I said, you'd be shocked that a lot of the people said, I never really liked Capture the Flag, but it's really good in this game hmm. that I've heard. Um, it's not. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> it's weird, right, Tom. So, it's weird to me. So, so Capture the Flag is good. One flag capture the flag is shit. I'm, I'll yeah. die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we've talked a lot about Halo. Yes. Do you have any, gonna... anything else to go yes, with? Yes, this? yes, I have a bunch of other things. We're we're it, gonna be on the Microsoft train for a little bit. But... Yeah, okay. it's a it's a big game, Tom. So when these games come out, we do have to talk a while about them. I know. <laughs> it's one of my favorite games too. I just don't like yes. shitting on Halo for no reason. Yeah. Um. So next topic is that as of November 18th, Microsoft is allowing Xbox insiders to test new add-ons to Game Pass, which are being directly are directed mainly at PC gamers. Um, so users are going to have the ability to choose separate drives for game installation, and there's going to be improvements for downloading speeds. Um, and they're also adding in some other stuff like a toggle for HDR color for older games. Um, and they're actually going to be allowing modding for the first time ever. So that's a big, obviously, direct at PC gamers. Um, and then they're also doing Xbox Cloud Gaming, which is going to give Windows PC users the ability to play console games when the app is updated. So I think that's pretty cool. And these changes are, again, they're only for Xbox insiders right now for testing, but they are coming at some point at a later date, they've said. They haven't yeah. announced exactly when, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, that'll if if they're gonna allow me to play the games that are console exclusive on my PC, right? Then that eliminates yeah, that eliminates my need to buy the console. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, even though I'm I think about it all the time. Anytime I see like oh yeah, oh, oh the Halo edition dropped, <laughs> oh should I try to get, should, I, should I should I waste my time trying to go buy this thing or or just leave it? Well, actually, my next news story may be right up your alley then, Tom. Okay. I think this screams your name. So, um, Gucci. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> Father, has... son, house of Gucci. Gucci has teamed up with Microsoft. I told you we're on the Microsoft train. To announce a special edition Xbox Series X bundle. And I, well, you guys already saw how much it costs. I was going to say, I dare you to guess. but know how much it is. Uh, does you know Mark how know how is. much it is? Take a guess, Mark. How much is this bundle? Two grand. Not even close. Okay. Times, yeah, times, times a lot more than five. that. It costs $10,000 and includes the console, two wireless controllers, a subscription to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, but for an unspecified length of time. So who knows how long they would be giving it to you for. A and a, yeah, and a Gucci made carrying case for all those times that you, you know, pick up your Xbox okay. and you bring it with you everywhere you go. $9,000 of that money is the Gucci carrying case. Definitely. Yes. 100%. So, well, yeah, because it's just an X. There's nothing special about the Xbox. It's it's just a normal run of the mill 
Xbox One X. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, excuse me, have, Xbox Series X. Does it even have Gucci branding on it? The oh, Xbox? Let, I'm getting there. Oh, I don't know about the Xbox, but yeah, I'll tell Xbox you about has, the case. I the think Xbox it, has Gucci branding on it, yes. Okay. So it has, it has a Gucci pattern. Yes. The bundles went out on November 17th, and there's only a hundred of them, and they're like hand numbered. And they're only being sold in their premier store locations. So like their New York flagship and like a bunch of their other really, really big stores. So you really have to want this to spend 10 grand and then go and get it in person. Um, so the most irritating part of this whole story, which you just brought up, is that they're saying that that uh, Gucci pattern is double meaning now because the GG stands for good game. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I read this story and I literally did the face palm like oh my god. Is this, is this like the I don't same? Know if you could hear my eyes rolling as you yeah. said that. Is this the same exact thing where people on Reddit are posting Halo Infinite things, wondering why people are twerking on them? Oh yes, that's on the. It's almost on the it, same level. It's yeah. a little. It's a little different because that's mm-hmm. just a generational gap and people not understanding that. That, that's not that's not twerking yeah. uh, i very much when i saw that wanted to do the thing where you grab a chair and turn it backwards mm-hmm. and, and sit in and go let me explain to you about teabagging <laughs> let me tell you kids what yeah. we what we used to do back in the day <laughs> you see when a man is nude and squats <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah oh. so i thought that was great and horrible yeah. all at the same time so yeah if uh you have 10K burning a hole through your pocket, and you've also been dreaming of oh, high yeah. fashion merging with your love of video games. I mean, this is for you. Does so. Lady Gaga bring it to me? Um, No, unfortunately okay. not, All as far right. as I know. God. <laughs> yeah. She, she so. would be in character as her Gucci character, whoever yes. she plays in House of Gucci. <laughs> Uh, so our last topic is no longer on the Microsoft train, but it's something that uh, irritated at least me and Tom, I'm sure, Mark, if you've heard of it, you're probably irritated about this, too. Um, so as many streamers know, there are multiple broadcasting programs that you can pick from to live stream your content. And among those programs, the most recognizable and popular ones are OBS and Streamlabs OBS, which is also called Slobs for short. Um, that means more than that now. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> Apparently, there's been quite some drama happening, particularly particularly between OBS and Streamlabs for some time, which has just started to surface within the last few days. Um, So this all started out when Streamlabs was called out on Twitter. This is a lot of like corporation drama, but I'm here for it. Because their Streamlabs new browser-based broadcasting service called Streamlabs Studio is or was nearly identical to a similar service called Lightstream, which already existed. So Lightstream CEO went on Twitter and he posted side-by-side screenshots of Lightstream and Streamlab Studio. And it showed that the two sites were nearly identical, down to formatting, the text used to describe features being literally word for word, and even the example images that they used were identical. So they call out Streamlabs for that. Then OBS jumps on the thread and shares their own battle with Streamlabs, because back when they were first ready to launch you know, Streamlabs, live streaming software, they reached out to OBS and they asked permission to add OBS to the name of their program. And OBS said they declined, but unfortunately, Streamlabs decided that they were going to add it anyway. And then they filed their name as a trademark on top of that. So OBS is saying they've been trying to sort this out privately with Streamlabs. 
to be nice, you know, and do it privately. But the company has been extremely difficult and totally unwilling to work with them. So then real, real pieces of shit. Yeah. So then Elgato comes into the thread with a picture, a screenshot from when Streamlabs had announced their mobile streaming software back in 2018, which allows users to control their live stream from their phone. And it was called the Stream Deck. You know, the same name as the Stream Deck that Elgato has and the same mobile software that Elgato has. So Streamlabs has since changed the name of their app to Streamlab Deck. So not much of a change, but there's That's clearly a, terrible, a pattern a terrible here. name. Yeah, there's Str- and there's clearly Streamlab a pattern Deck. here. So I think it's great that these companies are like banding together on this. Um, OBS pointed out that they've always had to deal with confused and angry customers who have issues with Streamlabs OBS because they're thinking that the two are one and the same. And honestly, for a long time, I thought this too. I seriously thought that Slobs was like a simpler, beginner-friendly version of OBS, and there was like a partnership between the two of them. But when in reality, Streamlabs used the UX of OBS and then stole the name to like ride their coattails, essentially. So And they should have been... I mean, OBS is an open-source product. Right. All you have to do is get the correct permission and then then it's that's all you have to do. Like they must have gone about it a terrible way or it from what it sounds like they were just being shitty. Yeah. Um it, it's not that difficult to use an open source product and not be an asshole about it. Yeah. Really not that hard. Apparently but for it, them it's really hard. It sounds like it. It sounds like it's the most difficult thing in the world for them. Yeah. Well, I'm happy. I know when we, when Tom, you had first mentioned that this was going down, it was pretty much going down live. Um, I was saying, you know, I hope that some of Streamlabs partners step up and, you know, put pressure on them. And um, I'm happy to report that Pokimane, if anyone has heard of her, she's one of the top female streamers. She has over 8 million followers. She's actually a partner who is featured on their front page. Um, she yeah. took to Twitter and she said, if Streamlabs does not resolve every issue in this thread, she will immediately remove herself from their website and stop representing them and stop using their platform. Good for her. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Streamlabs apologized to Lightstream. <laughs> I feel like we're all talking a about a, a children's the fight. That makes all of their money for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Streamlabs apparently they put out a statement publicly saying um, something so dumb, and then they also said that they uh, privately apologized to Lightstream, but. They said that the reason the side-by-side comparisons between their site and Lightstreams are identical is because they did copy everything, but they meant it to be a placeholder, but it accidentally went into production. There, if that's that, not that, the dumbest excuse. The biggest <laughs> load of bullshit I've ever heard in my entire life. It's we like ax- <laughs> we quote unquote accidentally put it in into production. Yeah. You don't accidentally put something that Nobody worked on into production. That's like me going on Twitch and then saying something rude to somebody and being like, oh, that was my sister. She was on my account. I, I didn't I didn't do yes. that. That wasn't me. Yes, that's <laughs> I, re- I had a really hard day and my my sister was yeah. on my account. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. Oh they did fix their site and they changed it. But if you think that excuse is bad, they did say that they're also going to immediately remove OBS from their name. But followed that with the excuse that their program is technically an open so- source broadcast service. So we're also OBS too, by the way. God, that's, that's wow. The- <laughs> wow. We're, we're really grasping at straws here, aren't we? 
Oh, technically, like, well, technically, we're technically, technically an open source project. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they're oh. they're being punished, and they're like, "Well, I'm not really sorry, but yeah, that's I guess that's I'm a sorry. backhanded apology if I've ever heard one." Yeah, like you you've just called been called out three times. Just turn I, yourselves around. Say, you know what? We messed up really bad. We're gonna we're not gonna do this anymore. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. they're they're not. No, they're taking the Activision approach. Yeah, yeah. Blow so, it all up. Blow uh, it all up. I know that we, we're nowhere near the size of Pokemon, but we're working to remove ourselves from Streamlabs because this is just, it's its shitty. It's, it's really real shitty. shitty. And it's unnecessarily shitty. Like, the, this isn't some innocent mistake that happened. It's happened now at least three times. It's pretty intentional. So we're uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to venture on. Yeah. Venture down the dusty trail and find a new a new program to help us out when we stream. But, you know, hopefully other people will follow suit. We'll see. Hope so, because this is this should not yeah. be happening. Yeah. Yeah. So that was all of the news that I had for this evening. Yeah. Well, that certainly yeah. is a lot of stuff to <laughs> unpack. Yeah. yeah. And before we go on to the next segment, I think uh, we all need to say and probably agree with fuck Bobby Kotick. We can move on. Yes, that's all that <laughs> yes. needs to be said. Boom. I didn't even want, after all the stuff we just talked about, I was not about to add that, because that would have been our whole our whole podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, we don't need yeah. to talk about that piece of shit. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so Extra Life just happened, speaking of uh, much better things. Mm-hmm. We just wrapped it up. Well, we wrapped up our stream. Uh, our campaign goes until the end of the year, so if you are, if you're if you would like to to contribute, go to tinyurl.com slash markhatesart, and you can see our page there. And uh, if you'd like to donate, you can do so. And we also have a pinned tweet on our Twitter that uh, you can retweet and signal boost if you feel like doing that as well. Yeah, we're at, uh, yeah we're at $1,770. Thanks, thanks to a donation from some asshole named Dan. <laughs> We've blown past two, uh, two, Goal. two of our goals already. Mm-hmm. So we, we've upped it to two thousand now to see if we can try to get there. Yep. And I don't know if you were listening yesterday, Tom, <laughs> but um, we added a thing to the uh, two thousand dollar goal. Mm-hmm. A stipulation. Um, a stipulation. Um, as you know, the two thousand dollar goal um, that that we will do if you help us get there is um, we will do a, a holiday themed. Um, one shot live stream of Stranger Damies of the Stranger Damies gang. Um, but I had the stipulation last night that that session must be DM'd by one Jenny Aquino. Oh, <laughs> yep. I like and that. And he did it live on stream. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody has Get the seen reaction. It. Yeah, yeah, it's out there now. So yeah, I'm oh. doing it. Oh, if we hit it, so you know, people. So get us yeah. there. We're yep. real close. We've got. How many weeks to spare? Like six. Like six Quick. weeks. That's plenty yeah, of time. We'll be do. We'll do. We're definitely going to do our final big push of of probably f- I say four to six hours of Jackbox, depending. Um, I would like it to be at least four, so it's not like a one. It doesn't. It feels more special than our normal stream, if mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. But yeah, four to six for that. Um. And then maybe I'll do something dumb like I did on uh new year's eve last year and had a fuser dance party oh my god that was so great mark (laughs) i had so much fun with that yeah so but yeah uh so 
all three of us have now hosted an extra life. And there's yeah. a, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, um, we've started, we started from it being just Mark and Anthony and myself going for these. It originally started as just Mark and Anthony. Yeah. And then I was asked to join and that's kind of where the idea for this podcast came from was doing the podcast during the, we yeah. kind of would do a podcast during our, our, yeah. our live stream. Yeah, which turned out to be a bad idea because Ant started wanting to record things at like two in the morning. And, you know, when you've been up that long, you know, your your brain is definitely in an inebriated state, despite if you've been drinking or not. Oh, um, yeah. Your your brain stops working after about about yeah. midnight. Yeah. yeah. Like we knew the exact end of Jackbox this year. We looked at all the jokes coming through in Quiplash. We're like, guys, we're done. We're moving on to something else. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is not working anymore. Um, but I would say my setup was the dumbest setup, um, <laughs> of how we had to do it because you guys actually have had dedicated gaming locations, um, in your house. We just had to figure out how to get cameras and audio in there. Mm -hmm. I would literally have to rearrange the house, um, because at the time I was living with and caretaking for my grandmother. Um, so besides the fact that I had to kick her out of the house for two days, um, you know, I would have to bring all of my stuff that was up in my office um, and and regular room, like multiple TVs, my computer, all the systems and like add extra tables um, to sit, could sit everything on it. Um, so, yeah, the, the we learned a lot from those first three years. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, especially the first year, because we tried to do some things that just. Some games didn't work because my computer wasn't strong enough. We learned a lot about streaming. Um, we tried to, to Skype Dan in one time, and that did not work. Um, and I we learned that OBS is better than XSplit. Um, so, yeah, if you want to watch any of those videos, you can find them. I think they might be on the main Damage YouTube channel. Um, from I, I those feel like the whole XSplit thing was almost immediate. <laughs> yeah, well, we originally did the first year was because when I signed up for Extra Life, Extra Life was doing the deal... They would give it to you for free for three months. Right. Um, so, you know, it was like, oh, this program gives you all the professional tools, which I use most of them. But XSplit is just a hog on your CPU. Um, yeah, I think it about killed one of my computers one time. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Yeah. yeah. So um, we luckily made that switch. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will admit the, the worst part about it um, is, at least in my case, um, because I would have to, the day after doing all that and sleeping, um, I'd have to go and unfuck up my house <laughs> in terms of put tables <laughs> like back that. in place, put all the TVs back upstairs, <laughs> my entire computer back upstairs, rehook it up, um, rehook up all my uh, systems. Um, so uh, doing that slightly drained was was always bad, which is why I loved when it was suggested. Um Tom to host it because he had just set up and we can transition to your, um, you know, ideas for hosting. You had just set up your uh, basement um, yep. to have like the shelving and the TVs on the wall and, you know, a little bit more set in place. But I think, I think we did a vast improvement by moving on to there, but I don't know um, if you want to explain to everyone, I don't know how long we're going to take this segment, but so this is our main segment, so we can take as okay. much time as we want. Okay, okay. So, you know, my thing was a lot of rearranging, and my place was not set up to do this. 
you know, audio wise, acoustics, all that stuff. It was just a living room, a wide open, like, a, you know, uh, uh, area. So, which was hell on microphones. We had, um, yeah, we had, the best part was we had one mic yeah. stuck in the middle of the room to pick <laughs> up all of our stuff. Yeah. And we had to like play with the sound off because if we didn't, then we'd yeah. get, we'd get feedback and yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing. So <laughs> those first years were were learning curves, but we had a lot of fun. Um, it was the genesis for a lot of things, like Tom said, the Game Ball Pod, Stranger Damies. You know, a lot of that stuff came out of of, of those first couple years doing it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if I know people out there are probably curious, um, Tom. Like, what what? How do you? What's the setup for you? Um, with so the, yeah. So when we first started streaming. I I would I had this idea in my head to build like this ultimate streaming gaming area to kind of accommodate extra life and like if we ever wanted to have a stream where we had more than one person there. So I wanted all my consoles set up. So I set up all my consoles and they're all ready to go. They're all hooked up. If anybody ever wanted to play anything, they could just pull something off the wall and and play it at any time. And that was really the the idea was during these 24 hour sessions somebody could just say oh i want to i want to play that i see that on your shelf can we i want to play that for a little while and we can just go yep just press this these two buttons and we're good to go and the first time we did extra life here it was a lot of fun i found out very quickly that a futon was not enough seating for <laughs> six people uh <laughs> so that that was we I, we learned something every year i feel like and because that first extra life here, we still only had like one microphone that everybody talked into. Yeah. So it's been slowly evolving as we've understood more about, um, you know, cameras and, and audio setups where it, it gets better every year. Like this year I had, I set up a mixer and we had like four or five microphones set up. So you could kind of hear everybody from wherever they were sitting, which helped a lot. I feel like. Definitely. Um, but Again, like I, I went out and got a new receiver a couple of years ago, and that allows me to send all of the game information to my capture card, and then everything that we want to see, like we, if we want to play the game on the, the big TV, we can do that and send the information to the capture card at the same time, and we don't have to worry about audio getting messed up and everything like that, because it's all split out, and it made my life a million times easier. It hurt my wallet a little bit, a lot of bit. <laughs> I was going to say, a little bit? It's mm. it's probably the most expensive thing I have down here, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it, like, we didn't have any audio problems. And yeah, it went really well. That was, like, my big, biggest, my biggest pet peeve is bad audio. So I, I've been doing everything I possibly can to get that set up. And hopefully next year I'll be, I'll have a better camera set up because we still are using webcams. And I finally bought a real camera, so I'm hoping that, you know, fingers crossed I can get it working for our stream for next year. But I don't even know if it's going to be here next year. Who knows? And I guess we should talk to Jen because Jen uh, stepped up last year because of COVID. I could not have the stuff here. So we kind of did a split one mm-hmm. where Jen hosted and I was kind of on Skype or Discord or whatever we used at the time. And uh, Jen, what went into like getting your stuff? 
set up and ready. Oh my gosh. Well, you, you played a huge part in it virtually because I like, we, we had just moved in, um, in August and we do extra life in November. So we had just gotten the gaming area set up for the most part. Um, we had just gotten our new couch, like three days before extra life. <laughs> so we were, Perfect we were just, yeah, we were just getting started. And a lot of our retro consoles had been in storage for years, like way longer than you'd think some of them would operate for. So we were hoping that they were going to work. We were unearthing games. Um, so Tom really helped um, me figure out how to set everything up, how like what we could do to switch easily from retro games to more modern games to the PC. So he actually helped me discover this amazing little thing called a retro tink um, that makes and and switchers and it just it makes the process so much easier the actual setup behind it is it's not complicated because it's literally just plugging things in but it's complicated when you have to stand there and think like okay this has to go here and connect to this and then this is connected to this so it's kind of like a little puzzle but he you tom you were able to help me virtually because you weren't able to come here because of covid so that was huge and um shameless plug our uh our sponsorship with Stone Age Gamer came in handy because I utilized that website a ton because we needed some extra controllers. We needed a ton of cables. A lot of our retro consoles had, you know, cables that had gone bad or, you know, things that I needed to add that we didn't have anymore that got lost or were broken and not working. So um, it was really helpful, you know, to have to go through because I had to go through all that. I've had Stone Age Gamer and they're very cheap prices, which I appreciated. Um, but yeah, that the whole setup process was a lot. And you don't realize, a lot of people I'm sure don't realize how much goes into a regular stream, let alone a stream where you're thinking about for 24 hours, we have to play a ton of games. We have to be engaging with people. We have to make sure that obviously if we're not engaging, people aren't going to maybe find us and not be able to donate. And um, where are we going to put the cameras? Like we were saying, how is it going to sound if everyone's sitting here, we need to figure out if they're all on camera and should we add an extra camera and what's the lighting look like? My basement lighting at the time was the really standard um, recess lighting in the drop ceiling that we have down here. And it's not yeah. flattering at all. So it, it was just it was a lot to figure out. And it's little things like that that you don't think about until you have to host something like Extra Life that you're like, oh, wow, this is this is a lot. And I gave like Tom and Mark, both of you serious props for hosting previously, because, <laughs> you know, I could tell a lot went into it, but I didn't know the nitty gritty until, yeah. you know, I was hosting it. But um, I think it went well, considering that, you know, Tom was virtual. We had Aunt five. Was virtual. Yeah, we had Ant virtual. We had five to six people here. Um, I think I think it went really well, considering so. It was it was definitely an interesting experience, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And something else, if anybody anybody out there listening is planning on wanting to do some sort of extra life, please think about feeding people because yes. I feel like that's like the last thing you're thinking about because you're worried about all this other stuff, but then you got to remember, oh yeah, everybody needs to eat like 3 or 4 times during mm -hmm. the during the night. So, yeah. get something fast, get something easy. We since <laughs> we're in New Jersey, we go with pizza because it's Yeah available pizza everybody and bagels pizza and bagels everybody eats those things mm -hmm. and they you don't have to worry about them going bad you know being being out right. for hours yeah another thing to mention i know 
If people are doing Extra Life by themselves, a 24-hour stream, you might not be able to avoid this as easily or to do this as easily, but you have to give yourself mental breaks and get up and stretch and walk around and like, you know, take a bathroom break, go take a snack break. Like Tom just said, eat something, drink something, like don't get sucked into the fact that, oh, I have to be live for 24 hours and, you know, bad, bad health related things can happen to you. If you yeah, do that. we don't we don't want that hap- to happen like yeah. we all I think everybody besides Jen took a nap this time like ge- generally we'll we'll have an Iron Man try like I've tried every year I usually try to like stay up the whole time but I've come to the conclusion that I'm old and I need I need to take a little rest so I this year I think everybody besides Jenny took a nap because Jen decided, I'm going to get on and play Phasmophobia for five hours somehow. I don't know how oh you did that. Oh, God. I know. Well, special shout out to my friends that played with me um, who usually join me on stream because if I was doing that by myself. Oh, and special shout out to Mark's niece, Ashley. She was she was there with me at 3.30 in the morning cheering me on. It was it great. Was. It helps when you have people talking to you yeah. during the wee hours of the morning. But yeah, it, thank, we usually... Thank- I just say, thank goodness we have somebody on the other side of the world who watches our streams now. Yes. <laughs> it makes our lives way easier. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also allowed for a very good inside joke that I am going to keep for the next <laughs> month or so. Uh, that's great. But yeah, it was it was helpful to have. I feel like we always find a game or two to like lean on in the early morning hours to try to power through because that's the hardest. Yeah. 5 a.m., 6 a.m., when you're like, okay, the sun's coming up, we're almost done, and then you're like, shit, I have four to f- th- three to four more hours left. That's the worst. Part. Everybody forgets, like, oh, the sun's coming up, we're almost done. Nope. No, you're not. You go to nine a.m. Yeah, nine a.m. is a lot longer away. Yeah. And I don't know if it. Go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know if it'd be worse if we started at noon. I think it'd be worse. Yeah. 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 I think it'd be way worse. If anything, I'd rather start it earlier. Yeah, like seven a.m. Like seven or eight. Yeah. That might actually not be a bad idea for next especially, year to especially consider. Especially since everybody generally stays over the night before, na- at yeah. least now. Yeah. I yeah, feel the, like starting earlier might not be a terrible idea. Yeah, and the only one that would have to travel is Jonathan, and he may not even need to come at the beginning because we may not be doing our normal opener every year. Right, so. right. yeah. I wouldn't mind starting at 7 a.m. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about it. We have a lot of time between now and next year. It but, sneaks uh, up on you, though. Yeah, it does. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, this year, not to keep driving home what I've talked about the whole podcast, but I didn't need my second nap until after I was, you know, we switched over from me playing Call of Duty on the side. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have made it another two, three hours, you know, just playing that. As soon as I became unengaged, as Tom said. Um, you disengaged. It, it, yeah, is when, you know, I just, you know, started nodding off again yeah the, um, like the the second you're not on camera playing something you're 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 fight gonna fight it real hard because yeah, you're yeah. you you have to it's like a you have to pay attention but also keep your mind yeah thinking about other things at the same time because if you're just sitting there watching someone play a game you will fall asleep and yeah, that's why that's why it might be sorry to cut you off god no that's fine um uh, i was gonna say that's why i was just thinking about it it may be fun to find like a co-op like campaign or co-op something to play so that more than one person is engaged with the game at the time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. playing it. 
I mean, I, you know, I feel like we try to. I feel like we try to do that every year, but for whatever reason, it just never happens. I don't know yeah. why. I, I feel like we have these grand plans. This is also mm-hmm. another thing. Try to have some sort of schedule built for yourself if you're doing this, because we do it every year. We will make a schedule somewhat, and it'll never. It never. Is ends up being what's yeah. on that schedule. E- everything falls apart after one or two a.m. and Birio cart. Yeah, Birio cart is the killer. <laughs> and then, like whatever you guys want to do. Then plus this year we did the wheel of consequences, so yeah. some people may still be suffering from being boozled. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> from being boozled. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I I think that may that may be our thing going forward. Is that those last three to four hours we should find something like. Just because we mentioned it in this podcast, you mm-hmm. know, Halo, you know, playing yeah. through, you know, co-op campaign of Halo, mm-hmm. um, D- maybe a back for blood or something. DDR competition. Means... Yeah. No, that's. <laughs> well, Listen, that re energized me. Yeah. 2020. Again. Would... I am going to the gym now. So oh, maybe yeah. some competition. Bring it. <laughs> I really wish that it wasn't such a problem to stream like Guitar Hero. Because I feel like that would be a great thing to to keep everybody awake. Because you cut, you have to really pay attention to what you're doing yeah. while you're playing. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, more of a you know uh, rock band. Guitar yeah, exactly. Hero World rock, Tour. Like a Guitar Hero World Tour where you have everybody yeah. paying attention. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. But yeah, something like that. Like I don't think Back for Blood would work because I don't know if they do split screen. But um, yeah, something like, has split screen multiplayer on it that's not Mario Kart. You know. Yeah. But something we like to do yeah. towards the end or, or in the middle of the night is somebody will take like a game they know really well mm-hmm. and just go to town. Like usually yeah. Mark will take uh, a, a randomizer for uh, A Link to the Past and yeah. play that for, you know, four hours or try to beat it even. Or like Jenny, she, this this year took Phasmo for four out four and a, four and a half, five hours. And then yeah. usually for me, it's Final Fantasy VII, which I ended up closing out the whole thing playing Final Fantasy VII. I wasn't planning on it, but yeah. I got in a rhythm and I kept going and everybody else was like sleeping. So it was it was up to me anyway. Yeah. So uh, it's always good to have a game you can fall back on and play for a, an extended period of time if you like if you if you're not switching constantly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And as we said, you. As much as we, some people do the Iron Man, you know, um, thing of doing the full 24, um, I think our advantage to having as many people as we do is that we can do shifts near the end. Yeah. There's um, no reason to stay awake. I just, I don't know why I do it. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, you the, were just in, a, in the zone, I think. Yeah. And I was, I was, you know, like talking to people in chat, which helped. Yeah. I, I would have pushed through in years past um, before the second nap, but. I think as I said to you guys on stream, or maybe I we weren't back on stream yet. I said the reason I took the second nap was I have a forty minute drive to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. That's another so, thing is, especially if you're hosting, you want to make sure everybody is yeah able to drive home because mm-hmm. driving after staying up for twenty four hours is almost equivalent to yeah being drunk. Yeah, yeah. it so, definitely could. Yeah, yeah. It was, Even if yeah. you like just let people sleep for at your house for two to three hours before they go home. Yeah. You just yeah, want to make sure that everybody is okay, and because like Dan, I think slept for three or four hours, or two, two or three yeah. hours, so he was able to drive home. 
Yeah. 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 My, my second that came apart because there's it's the thing that my body does, which maybe I just, it's an energy thing and maybe, you know, trying to get healthier as I am will change this. But I do the thing where my body feels fine, but then my eyes just get real heavy. Yep. And I just nod off. Like, you know, it's not one of those things like when you know you're really tired and you're doing the stretching and yawning to try and stay awake. Like I could just sit there and be perfectly fine and all of a sudden just. That, it's That's exhaustion coming yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know if more water would help that or, but. Yeah. You, know, you want to, that's another thing. You want to stay hydrated. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think I drank like six gallons of water overnight because all that time you're supposed to be sleeping. Yeah. Your body is working overtime to try to keep yeah. you awake. So drink yeah. lots of water. We usually drink alcohol and caffeinated beverages, which is not a great idea, but um, yeah. stay, yeah, stay hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the advice for this is just um, have a plan. Um, no, be adaptable to that plan when it gets really late. Yes. And make sure that you um, don't do anything stupid with food. Meaning, um, I always bring up like, not even the bean boozled, that's a fun, but you know, the idea of, Hey, we should do a thing where we eat hot peppers. Like that's not going to be great. If somebody's trying to stay up, you know, no. <laughs> uh, and, you, know you guys tried the spicy nudes this year and that didn't help, um, for some people. Um, that was, yeah. that was just ridiculously hot. Yeah. Yeah, so hydrate, it's a great piece of advice. And I also think you can test it out, like where your level is at, by just like doing it on your own one time. Just watch either do it during Extra Life, so you have a a screen going with other people doing Extra Life, um, or just videos in general while you're trying to play a game and stay up for as long as you can. Um, I say if you make it 20 plus hours, you should be good to go if you have, if you're doing it with some friends. Um, and don't think you have to do the full 24 if, if you do get a group together, um, or even if you're doing it on your own. But, um, if you do want to test your, um, constitution and see, um, if you can do it, um, I would always suggest doing a trial run where you don't have the pressure of being on camera. Um, I think that that's my, uh, final piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really good advice. Um, and I, I always say like, if you try to do it with people also, the more people you have, the more complicated it gets. So try it first by yourself and then, uh, and then go from there. Uh, we had a lot of fun during this, this, uh, this year's event. Uh, interested to hear what your guys favorite moment was from, from this, this year's, uh, Mark. Yeah. So my favorite moment was, uh, my, uh, youngest niece, um, 10 years old, um, joined us for a good bit. Um, and apparently as, uh, become a big fan of, of one Miss Roxy Foxy um, as she uh, stayed up all night with her uh, for the most part doing uh, Phasmophobia. I just love that she was able to get introduced to streaming and watching things on Twitch um, with our community. Um, mm-hmm. They were great. Um, you know, she learned, uh, she got a good, a nice joke when she was learning, questioning about what a fireball shot was. <laughs> um, 
And then also she did the 10-year-old thing. Uh, she's just learning about astrological signs. So she asked that question and our community chatted back and gave her answers. And, you know, um, she's come with us for a couple streams afterwards. Um, yeah, I think I think it, it was a good way to introduce her to, you know, Twitch and stuff like that. And I'd like to point out, um, you know, my favorite person um, in the community because I, I am allowed to have favorites are not my kids. Um, uh, Mayton, um, about six hours into her being in chat, uh, just randomly say, oh, is that Mark's real niece? <laughs> you know, because of the uh, sheer fact that she was calling, just saying uncle throughout the whole thing and referring to me as uncle and not Uncle Mark. Um, but it was just a great revelation. And then like he didn't follow up on it. I just answered. I said, yes, that is my real niece. And he went, okay. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then that was it. Just you just need a confirmation just yep. for that. But yeah, I hope that, you know, her uh, now becoming a part of the community um, through the extra life will lead her to find some really good people to watch. Mm-hmm. It's not us. Um, yeah. Like she'll probably go check out Jen um, you know, and Roxy Foxy gets raids into things like we've raided Game Dave last night. I don't know if he'll she'll go to him. Um, not to watch regularly, but sort of like um maybe. Who knows? But um yeah, I thought that was my favorite moment was seeing my uh niece and I finally wanted them to be a gamer in the pure sense of the word, not the toxic sense of the word. Um, and I think we're starting to turn her a little bit, um, <laughs> and take her away from Roblox. Yes. Please. Any, anything to get the kids into real games and not Roblox or Minecraft. Uh, Jen, how about you? What was your favorite moment of this, this stream? I'd say aside from Mark's lovely niece joining us and just being so supportive, um, I always like Jackbox and it usually is one of my favorite parts of the year every time that we do extra life. Um, and that's mainly because. At some point during the beginning of Jackbox, somebody comes up with something so ridiculous and hilarious that it becomes the inside joke temporarily for the whole rest of the night. And then that's like your your ace in the sleeve, kind of like you can use that answer for any question if it makes sense or not. And everyone's going to find it hilarious and you're going to be voted in as the winner. So I find I find it to be really funny every year that that winds up happening. Maybe because we're all so like we're kind of hitting that first wall of being tired, so we're getting really goofy at that point, and everything is funny. But this year's this year's topic was funny for most of us. Maybe not for Dan, but you know, it was a good time. That that's probably my favorite part. There's so many good parts though. It's hard to it's hard to break it down. But Jackbox is a classic, I think. Yeah, it's always a fan favorite. I I feel like every time we break that out. Yeah. Um, mine was probably having the wheel this year mm-hmm. and having people be, uh, grossed out by ha- having to eat <laughs> gross jelly beans. Yeah. We, we had, we had f- quite a few and yeah. it was so, the, the, the container smelled so bad that we actually had to keep it in another part of the basement so that yeah. we didn't smell it every time we had to open it. I can't believe that. That's it, it's true, but I can't believe that it. I think it was the stink bug ones. Honestly, I think that's what made the whole can smell bad. I I don't know. I had to eat the stink bug one, so I, <laughs> I don't even know. But you kind of liked it. it you didn't. didn't it's not like horrible. you liked it, but yeah, you were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't like the worst thing I've ever tasted. So there's that. Uh, apparently, liver and onions. That one was pretty terrible. Which is crazy because you'd think 
I guess if you're eating a jelly bean and it tastes like onions, it's not a good thing. But we were all kind of thinking that might be one of the less bad of the bad ones because it's food. Yeah. And not like puke or something. But yeah. Apparently it was, it was the not worst good. One. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of good info on mm-hmm. Extra Life. Uh, I had a great time this year, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, but at the same time, I can because <laughs> I would. I like my sleep. Yeah, we have a whole year. So. We have a whole year. Yep. Yeah. All right, so I guess we should get into our retro roulette topic. Of unfortunately, something we didn't get to on our Extra Life stream. Uh, we wanted to, we generally like to play the, the retro roulette game for like a little while on stream just so we can, you know, talk about it and gives us something to do. We didn't get to that, unfortunately, but we got to it here. Um, I think because I think Jen's going to have the mo- the most information on this game. I'm going to let her go last. So I'll let Mark go first. So, Mark, what did you think of Castlevania? Yeah. So um, I, le- I learned pretty early that it, it's very much like, um, the, the, you know, playing through, you know, Metroid, uh, when we played that earlier in the retro roulette in that I had played so much of the games after it, um, that the frustration level that I couldn't do certain things in this game, um, that I could do in those games, um, just took down the, uh, you know, the, it brought down the experience for me and, and the fun level, um, added to the fact that I'm not a great platform, uh, a game player and um, just frustrations raise real high. And um, essentially you, you play this game, you see the patterns um, and it just, it just becomes a thing where um, having the unlimited continues is both a positive and a negative for the most part, because um, the positive is you can keep going, you keep fucking up, you can keep, you know, Trying different things to figure it out. The negative is, is that you know you're you're it drives you insane because you're like, okay, I can do it this time. I got it this time. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. And then you go and do it, um, or you fail miserably at doing it. <laughs> um, I I just think with, with Castlevania especially, um, I think there's so many things that are done in the future um, with this that. It just makes this game not hit as well for me. Um, it the music's great, um, and but outside of that, you you learn the patterns of the heads, um, but you have to be a really good platformer to get through it, like a platform performer um, to get to get through it uh, without needing to kill them. Uh, but yeah, it, it just essentially it's just one of those that I would recommend playing if you want it for historical purposes or not it's not so much like the legend of zelda in that the first game is as so many of the earmarks innovative moments um that the later games sort of build off of it seems like they figured out the formula for castlevania in castlevania 4 um for the 2d side scroll and then they just symphony and night was like nope this is the best way to do it this is how we're going to integrate it and I think that's what puts the original Castlevania here from, from 1987 um, sort of on that that lower list of um, the games that didn't really sell well overall, like Metroid and, and Castlevania and even even a Contra um, that got multiple um, releases and got better as they went along. Um, is that, yeah, I, I never see any clamoring for this as, you know, you absolutely have to play original Castlevania. Um, maybe I'm just not around a lot of people that like the game, 
but I've definitely heard a lot more pushback from other games we've played for this, um, you know, retro roulette section. Uh, yeah, it's it's essentially a solid game, but you know, just just way too frustrating because of the uh, you know the system it was on. Yeah, I I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Um, Castlevania has its quirks, you know, where things like not being able to walk downstairs without pressing down on the D-pad or, you know, knock back and your chain being too slow or Medusa heads or birds or, you know, falling out of rhythm with Medusa heads or birds is once you do that, you might as well just let them kill you and then start over. (laughs) Um, It, you know, it. The music is incredible. I always say that. I feel like I say that every retro light game, but Castlevania is special just because of the music that in this game has gone on to pretty much every other Castlevania game. So it was that good and that iconic that it continued on throughout the series and it deserved to. It was, it was incredible. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, it's got, it's got a, a cool setting. It's, it's different. It's a lot different than most NES games, I feel like. I feel like older NES games are really bright, and they're really meant for kids, and this kind of felt like it was one of the, the first games that kind of were aimed towards more adults than kids, which yeah. is interesting, especially in, in that day and age, because video games were all for kids always back then, and I feel like that's something that has changed over the years, but... um. It has its ups and it has its big, big downs. Uh, (laughs) If you watched me on stream, you could tell I was getting frustrated by not being able to figure out patterns quickly. And this is one of those games where back in the day you sat down and you played it for four hours and you learned learned the levels and you learned how things worked. Mm, Yeah. If I had that kind of time now, I would love to do that, but I, I just don't. So... I can only be as good as my natural ability is when we're when we're playing this stuff on stream. But uh, overall, it's a good game. It's not a bad game. It's just the first in a series where I feel like it's gotten a lot better and a, a lot of stuff has grown from this game. But overall, I you know I think it's good. I'm, I'm really curious to hear what Jen has to say. Break your heart, Tom. <laughs> oh no. Um. I really didn't like this game. No. I didn't like it. Yeah. I so as you mentioned, the music of course is always one of my favorite parts of Castlevania games. So that was one of my positives. Um I don't think I played a Castlevania game yet where I was like, "Eh, the music's all right." Like I always absolutely love the music. And um I think Mark mentioned this before, but like the sort of unlimited continues that it offers you where if you die, you can start in the net in like the beginning of that level. Basically, um, I, I really appreciate that. I was actually very surprised by that. Um, but that's really where it ends for me with positives. Um, I hit me with the negatives. Yeah. Before before I continue, I just want to say that a lot of these things may be either things that I haven't gotten to in the game uh, ability wise. I'm not sure if there's more things to unlock. Might be the wrong term, but um, I might not have you know picked up things that made me strong enough or, you know, able to do some of these things. So if I mentioned something that you unlock eventually, you could stop me. But um, I think one of the most annoying things is that you can't jump while you're swinging your chain. It's either one or the other. Um, so a lot of the can- candelabras I noticed right off the bat, those were kind of tricky to hit if they were higher up, um, which isn't obviously a huge negative. 
Um, and I also don't like how you can't shoot up with your chain, but I'm pretty sure most of the games that involves chains from NES, I don't think you really have that ability in the first place. Um, I think it takes way too long between actions to switch directions. So when you're kind of in the middle of enemies, groups of enemies running up on you from both sides, um, or if there's one of those panthers or wolves, whatever those crouching animals are that run at you, I feel like there's very little time to either turn around or crouch if you need to and swing your blade without, you know, while preventing damage. Um, I think the stupid bats that come out of nowhere, like they're not even off screen, which is bullshit enough, but they just appear in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the map and they swoop down at you. Like, I feel like it's impossible to avoid taking damage from them. Um, and then unless you know they're coming, which is the whole thing. Exactly. Yes. Jumping, jumping in general is pretty awful. I feel like in this game, you can't do a run and then jump repeatedly. Like if you're trying to jump to multiple platforms to avoid getting hit because it's very delayed and it, it doesn't recognize that you're like you landed and then you're jumping again. Like you actually have to jump, stop, run, jump. So I wasn't prepared for that. So I was sliding off the ledges. I was just straight falling off. Um, There was a moving platform. Instead of stopping when I wanted to stop, I just walked right off the edge and died. And that was that. And you can't like turn your body in midair when you jump. It's just little things that obviously you get used to if you keep playing the game. But to me, it just is really irritating that I can't do these things right off the bat. Um, One of the my biggest problems with castlevania also is that you have no momentum right there's like if you start moving and jump you kind of just fall straight down like a rock you don't right (laughs) you you don't really you can't really gain momentum and jump further you just yeah you have a set distance you can jump and that's it like walking and then jumping doesn't do anything right yeah so it's annoying um and then i found that some of the enemies like say you're on the bottom level and you have to jump up two or you know one or two levels to the next to the next area and there's an enemy kind of patrolling back and forth obviously the smart thing to do is jump up to the little ledge wait for them to be far enough away and then jump up there so you have enough time to hit them before they get close except i noticed on in a few different situations when right when you're ready to jump up onto their level they turn right back around at you and they wait for you to jump up there to get you so obviously if this was real life that would make sense but i was like really come on um and then like you mentioned falling through stairs is straight up ridiculous um i get having to push up on the d-pad if if that's necessary fine whatever but to have to press down on the d-pad to prevent yourself from falling through a staircase makes no sense to me at all um and at one point i hit a wall by accident, I'm going to admit that, and a crown popped out below me on the next level. So at that point, I already knew you could fall through the stairs. So I tried to purposely fall through the stairs before it disappeared, and I actually got stuck on the stairs. Like, I didn't fall through the stairs this one time. And I don't know what it was, but it was probably awesome, and that made me even more mad. So, um, yeah, overall, I beat the first boss, I struggled on the second level, and then I just gave up on the game. I'm just not enjoying it. I like the music. I don't know. There's so many things that make for me personally. And again, this is my opinion. There's just so many things mechanic wise that make this game unnecessarily difficult for me to the point where I don't think that it's worth putting in the time. Again, personally, me, I don't want to put in time to learn the patterns to play the game. Um, There's plenty of other Castlevanias that I have enjoyed so much more than this. And 
that's just how I feel. I'm sorry for anyone that is saddened by my slaying of Castlevania. I, I think it's totally <laughs> it's totally fine because, mm-hmm. like you said, there's a lot of other Castlevanias that play a lot better than this that yeah. built on this game. And if someone wants those experiences, they should go play those games. But yeah, that's why we do this because we get to learn about these games and see if we would have liked them or hated them and. That's the thing. You got. I feel like I try to put myself in that mindset. Like it's 1987, right? This is the first time I'm seeing a game like this. I would have been blown away, and I just feel like I try to at least put myself in that mindset for a, a little while before I get pissed off at the game and start freaking out about yeah. about uh, Medusa heads and things like that. <laughs> Stupid Medusa heads. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know. It's uh, it's it's a Castlevania game. It's the first one, so you have mm-hmm. to kind of expect some of these growing pains. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess Jen, you you want to start us off and give us a score? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I'll say this game wasn't the kind of fun because it's difficult retro game. It's the so difficult that it's not fun. <laughs> unfortunately for me, um, as I mentioned, there's a lot much better Castlevania games out there. I would say if you want to play this just to say you've tried it, that's fine. Um, But unless you're willing to allow yourself and you're able to put in a lot of time and a lot of practice to learn the patterns and you're you have a lot of patience, I don't I don't think it's worth it. Um, I'd play another game in the series and we'd be happy to give you guys recommendations if you'd like. Mm -hmm. Um, But the music, again, is great. This game started a great series of games as well. And as you said, thinking about it from 1987, you know, this was probably pretty revolutionary because like you said it was kind of aimed at adults and that's all really cool so i'm giving it a two out of five because i was going to give it a lower score but after talking through this i decided that it deserved a little bit more so two out of five again i'm sorry that's okay you're allowed you're allowed to score it yeah i know uh mark how about you yeah so um i'm gonna go two and a half um just as i said it's it's a fine game, plays well. There's not much um, outside of the music um, that really stands it out and makes it a game that I would I would rank higher. I could be completely wrong. Um, from the times I played it, I never really think about going back and playing it, which is where I put a good bit of the, my scoring for these old NES games. And, um, you know, just, yeah, two, two and a half out of five. Play it if you need for... Uh, you know, um, historical purposes, but there, there are much better um, games. You know, if you really need to play an NES side scroller, you know, platformer with with some kind of uh, combat, um, play Metroid. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Or Bionic Commando. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Bionic Commando. No, I liked it. Um, I'm going to give it. I see. I I feel like. I feel like I can't give it a two and a half. I, I think I can go three. That's a nice six out of ten. I feel sure. like that's a good m- good middle ground because we gave. I think we gave Simon's Quest a one. I think mm. we gave it straight ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if it deserved that, but that, that's, that's a whole other podcast. Um, yes. I think I got to give it a three just because of it. It had so many good things that other games built on. The music's incredible. Mm-hmm. The scenery is awesome. Um, the gameplay itself is good, minus this the little quirks we were talking about. Um, but like we've said, there are better Castlevania experiences that you can have, and I think if you want that experience of a Castlevania game on an NES, 
Castlevania 3 is a better bet. There's a reason it's the most expensive one to mm. buy anytime yeah. you go looking. Um, but yeah, I think I think a, I think a three out of five is is fair for the first Castlevania. And hopefully, one of these days, you know, we'll get we'll get Symphony of the Night, and we'll be able to gush over it for the whole <laughs> podcast. But I think that's enough Castlevania bashing. <laughs> even 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 though you know it's got its quirks, it's you know if if you want to come at us and tell us on Twitter that we're making a mistake. Come at me, bro. Come at us. At least uh, it's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles water level bad. That's right. That's you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a positive here. <laughs> that is a positive. Yeah. All right. So it's time to spin the wheel. All right. We have an interesting one this week. Uh, we're going to be playing Klonoa Door to Phantomail for the PlayStation 1. I have no idea what that is at all. Which is why it's an interesting one. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's this is a like a 2.5D-esque platformer. It's like a... Oh, great. <laughs> what, what does that mean, a 2.5D? So like the backgrounds are three-dimensional. Ah, uh, okay. And That's it kind of right. looks like it, it kind of makes it look like you're running around a, a sphere. Interesting. So it's, 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 int- it's an interesting style choice. Okay. So this, this was like a, uh, a mascot platformer. They were trying to make it like a Sonic or a Crash Bandicoot, but mm. for whatever reason, it never really caught on. And I think it's probably because of the cutesy art style, like m- male's. 18 to 25 probably didn't enjoy it as much, so that's probably why it didn't didn't take off. So, gotcha. So, so Tom, is that with a K? Yes. Okay. Klonoa. K-L-O-N-O-A. Okay. Cool. Purchased. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I Jen, I think you're going to enjoy the art style. Uh, it's got also got like a cute like fake language. Oh, cool. Kind of like Simlish. Okay. I'm so, down for that. So it should be uh, should be interesting. Um, they I think it got remade at some point it, on the Wii, but again it didn't sell at all. So it kind of just disappeared off the face of the earth. So hmm. hopefully we can get some uh, some more eyes on it and maybe some more people enjoy it. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. So yeah, uh, I think that's gonna be fun. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, come watch it on stream at 9 p.m. Eastern. I will be streaming Klonoa, and we'll have Mark joining me, and Jen will be in chat. So come hang out and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. All right, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, if we, if you hadn't listened to Stranger Damies yet, or didn't watch the extra yeah. live stream, Mark has an announcement for Stranger yeah. Damies. So, if, Mark, if you want to let everybody know what's going on, yeah. So, um, if you didn't listen to Talking to Strangers or watch the beginning of our extra life. Um, we will be airing the final three episodes of Stranger Damies, um, at least for you guys. Um, unfortunately, there was not a TPK um, in the <laughs> session, uh, but the um, podcast will be coming to the end for you guys. Um, I just felt the grind and the editing just wasn't as fun as it used to be, and I didn't want it to bleed over to making the game um, not enjoyable um, or, or not put as much work into that um, because that would be unfair to my players. Um, so, uh, that will air every other Wednesday. Um, I'll try to get it out by the end of the year. Um, but yeah, so it'll be a good time. Um, the episodes came out really well, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stranger Damies. Instagram's going to have some photos 
and updates on when we play sessions, you know, we probably like a little uh, description of what happened, not like full, but like sort of a, a brief um, breakdown. And, you know, uh, Ant's got his TikTok for the main Damie, so I'm sure there'll be stuff popping up on there. So you guys will be able to continue the story, but not have to sit through hour-long episodes. Um, so uh, be on the lookout for that. And then we have our uh, movie podcast, They Call This Movie. Uh, airs um, every Thursday. You can find us on Spreaker or wherever you get podcasts. Um, we are on Instagram and Twitter at the main Damie. Uh, com is where all of our content lives, writing, podcasts, anything we do will end up on the main Damie. Um, so it's a good one-stop shop um, if you want to uh, stay updated with what we're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, we have uh, some good stuff coming up for... Um, you know, December, um, not as much as the 31 Days of Horror, but, you know, some special themed podcasts and stuff like that. Um, so, Jen, uh, what's the stream schedule? Yeah, so right now we stream three days a week consistently, uh, every Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. Mondays is Retro Night with Tom. He is either going to be playing our Retro Roulette game that we've discussed on the podcast and uh, Mark joins him for that. Or it's usually a JRPG. In this case, it was Chrono Trigger. But he is taking a break from that because we did reach our last sub goal. Uh, so he is playing through RE2 Remake. So that's a lot of fun to watch. Then uh, Wednesdays, we have our FPS night where the three of us jump on. We're currently playing through Halo Infinite. And that's usually a rotating um, a rotating game. We go through a few different ones. And then Thursdays is Mark's co-op night. Currently, Mark and myself are playing through It Takes Two. And then after we are done with that, maybe in about two weeks from now, Tom and Mark have something in the works. So um like I said, just three days a week currently, but uh, we may be able to add some more days going forward into the winter when, you know, it's cold out and we want to stay inside. So we'll let you guys know on our Twitter account and in Discord if we do that. Yes. A lot of lot of stuff to look forward to. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for it to get cold so I don't have as much stuff to do outside. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, I want to mention that we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have a need for any retro console accessories, whether they be controllers or cables or flash carts or power supplies, head on over there via the link in the description of this podcast. And if you purchase something through that link, it gives us a little kickback and it allows, to make, allows us to make this podcast and our streams better for you guys. So I want to thank everyone for hanging out with us. Uh... Please uh, be safe out there and hope you're all well. And for Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.